What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Modeling and Power Narratives podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan Flowers. I'm Jacob Hale. And I'm Trey Mosley. It's back, man. We back and better, man. My guys, we back for another episode, man. Bad and bougie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, man, we, we back for another episode. It was a successful episode that we just dropped on the YouTube um, with me and Hale. If you haven't checked that out, check that out. Um, supporting your friends part two because y'all didn't want to let me in on that first part one, which I had a great episode. So check that one out too. Check out both of them Listen, episodes. The, check out. The only thing I have to say about that is that look, you see, you see now that I have I have a haircut. I got see look look yep. Look at all I didn't that. even get to see, I didn't even get into the check in before right. he talked he talking about a haircut. I he that is like he calling me out because he see I don't got one. But that's that's for another time, bro. Since you want to point out that you got a haircut and I don't. I'm not about to stand for that right now, but, but before we get into today's episode, I want to make sure, make sure to subscribe, like, share, and comment. Um, we got a new episode, uh, up, episode up on YouTube. So make sure that you push that content out for us. We appreciate all the support. So all of our, um, episodes will be, you know, from moving forward will be available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So if you want to be an audio person and you want to see the video, I mean, you got all those options and there'll be in a, uh, a link tree. So make sure you support. And uh, push out our content. But yes, with that sir, being said, like, man, let's do it's free. subscribe, please, please. It it helps us it's push free. out more content. It's free. The support is free, and we need it. We need yep. it. We're fair. But but um, to get into some stuff, man, I just want to do some quick check ins, man. I'll start with you, Trey. How we feeling today? And can you name something Good, positive man. from this week? Uh, some positive from this week, man. I got a nice little five-day weekend. I was getting slammed last weekend, and I got to work next weekend. So I got this little five days. I'm finna get the golf game going a little bit, going tomorrow, and I'm going to the Blues game tomorrow night. We're uh, living life, man. So nice, man. Before I get into asking hell, I that that's not like rich people problems. One who has a little five day weekend. That's crazy. I, hell, hell. Have you ever had a little five day weekend? Do you get a little five day weekend? And do you get to go golfing? No. Or don't, am I remiss? <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't say it, though, man. Man, but nah, it's, it's good to hear that you're doing good things. And, you you know, obviously we talked about a little bit what you got going on with getting, you know, that uh, education that you need to get for um, becoming a nurse, man. Right. I'm yeah. very, very proud of you. But hell, man, how we how we feeling today? Can you name something positive from this week that's, that's happened in your life? Yeah, well, I think this would be great. You know, one of these days, I'm probably going to look back into this. But as you can see, I am in actually my work attire, right? So right, right now, we just started, and it's 10 o'clock right now. I go work at about, like, 8 p.m., 8.30, somewhere around that range, and then got right. to be here to where now we're ready to record and everything. Um yeah, it's been a very hectic week. It's been a hectic entire month, really, with this project and trying to get everything out. And um, the silver lining to that was um, it was a small little event today where not my boss, but more of my boss's boss was there. And he understood all the crazy hours I've been working. And he pretty much congratulated me. He said, you know, you don't know because you know you're just you know you're working you're helping out but like you you helped us way more than you helped yourself with um you know doing this project and stuff you know so it right. just it felt really great to be appreciated and 
to know that there's a lot of people that are looking down and I'm actually helping them. So that would probably Look at be you, man. Positive. Look at you. So we got a dude that's taking five-day weekends, you know, taking golf that's trips. We got a dude that's getting overworked but getting paid very well. I don't want to ever, you listen, know what I'm saying? You're a workaholic. Listen, last week. <laughs> oh, man, you won't believe it. Last week, I clocked in 67 hours. Yeah. Straight, straight 67 no, no, hours. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. We're just going to leave it it's at that. That, that. That's insane. Yeah. No, nothing. That, that, that's that's nothing insane. else to say about that, man. I'm just happy no, to be sure, here. For sure, for sure. Happy to be here, man. That's that's a great quote. But for me, man, I'm feeling very uplifted. I'm feeling very blessed, very pompous, very, you know what I'm saying? Like I got a ring light in. Um, vocab word of the day. Yeah, man. Vocab word it, it definitely in there. Got a ring light in. I thought it would make me look more light skinned. Didn't really get that. Um, got the tapestry in the back because I realized that the, the setup last time on a video wasn't just kind of like what I wanted to reflect on my life. So this was in the budget for me. But um, yeah, we, we kind of got this going. And it, something positive for this week. <sighs> my nephew, man. Uh, and hell knows, like y'all see me post my nephew quite a bit because he's just a mm. God. He's just a Posting handful. To get some girls. <laughs> yeah. No, man, stop. Stop. We we not <laughs> hey, listen. If you watching this, that is not true. That's not true, man. But nah, he just uh I I I, I was playing with him a little bit, and like uh, every time I turned the flash on with him, I think it was like a couple days ago. I turned the flash on with him. He turned around and say cheese. You know what I'm saying? So that's my little man. He make me happy. It's the first time that like I had a male in the household because my dad didn't live in the house with me. So like you know when Jasmine comes over with with little man, that's like the highlight of my week. But with listen, that being said, uh, uh, no, no, no. Listen, unless that kid's mowing grass, bro, I, I don't know if you could throw that in there. All right, you know. What? So I got to work. He He's starts two. making his own sandwiches. He's two. Then you can start throwing that there's another man in the house. But right oh, now, dog. it's just an I'm empty. If you see it's how big, if, if you see how big he was, then you'll really know that that's a that's a grown man in a two year old's body. But with that being said, man, let's get into <laughs> to to what the episode, man. Before we get into the episode, I would like to give a shout out to Mark Hicks Brand. Get them all, uh, get at him for all your exclusive sneaker needs, including pre orders on upcoming sneaker drops. You'll follow his business page on Instagram at Mark Hicks Vault. And or his personal page at Marco Polo twenty three, and the link for his uh, the link for his websites is in his bio. So get at him um, if you're a sneakerhead like me and Trey. Uh, that's that's the guy to go to. It's the real stand up guy. Obviously, he watches this and support. If you're watching this, Marcus, just know I'm coming from them red and white elevens. I think I mentioned it last episode, but I'm coming from them red and white elevens, so I will be putting in my pre order with you. So. Um, and everybody so, who likes dunks, he get get you some dunks too. Get you go get you some dunks, man. Everybody he has those. Dunks. He can get them. Yeah, the, the, he posted like something up, like somebody was selling like the panda dunks for like five hundred, and saying, "Please don't ever pay that price for no panda dunks." But he does have like these these vaults, like these uh, what do you call them, bro? Where you could like try to win a prize. You kind of put like. God, it's like a claw like machine, but it's not a claw machine. Yeah, yeah, like the key vaults thing. So he has a couple of those around the city and in our malls, and he got some out there. So you got people that get in there and drop five dollars and win like a, like some crazy shoes, but won't be me though. But I'm gonna just pay my little three fifty or four hundred, whatever you charging me for what I need. So, but um, let's get into the topic of the day, man. This is uh this is one that this is the one for me. I always look forward to this. Obviously, with summer self awareness, we wanted to touch on these topics, but 
in this episode, I look forward to. So building intrinsic motivation, right? So when we talk about intrinsic motivation, we're talking about internal and external locus of control, right? So internal locus of control being I control my own destiny. So like my life outcomes are solely in my control on what I do with external being the control of my destiny is outside of my body and is determined by outside forces. So both of these psychological concepts go hand in hand with intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, right? It's kind of like that same deal. So to, to lead into what the conversation, and I'll start with you, Hale. Um, when is the time that you looked outside of yourself for motivation to go after something using extrinsic motivation? And can you elaborate or can you elaborate, and explain uh, that situation? Well, I guess I could start off with explaining, I guess, my perspective of intrins- intrinsic and extrinsic mm-hmm. motivation. Uh, well, okay. yeah, so I, I always think of it as my why. And I, I, right. I've heard that through sports. I got to do sports. I didn't come up with that on my own. But basically, the concept is, is that when you wake up in the morning, let's say you're tired, you're sore, but there's things that you have to do. What is it that's getting you out of bed? And then of what it is, what is that is about you? And then what is that is about other people? So some people get out of bed. Right. They don't want to go to work. Well, Internal could be, you know, I need to make money. I want to be able to stay in this apartment or this house that I'm in. And then external could be, you know, I may have a significant other. I have to support and make sure I have my side of the money every month. Or maybe I have a kid. I have to be able to support him or her. So, so are, but I'm going to push back on you. I'm going to push back on you a little bit just with the external. like, yeah. But because money can be used externally. So that's outside of our body. So like if I'm going for something that's that was like that's tangible, right? That's kind of could be and I'm talking more so like, you know, with the motivation within yourself. But it can be viewed as intrinsic and external. But I just wanted yeah. to kind of distinguish the fact that they can be both though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's not it's not as all black and white as you would think. It's definitely blurred uh blurred lines most of the time when it comes with that. It really just depends right. on your mindset and your perspective on it, you know. Yeah, I, I use so, money as an example, but money could be internal, could be external, could be all over the place. It can change whenever you need to, of course. So with that, so like what what is the time that you looked outside of yourself for that motivation? Like using extrinsic motivation, like you looked outside of yourself to be motivated to go after something. Like, have you had a situation like that? Yeah. That you yeah. can think of? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's... There's definitely a few, but a good way to describe it is there are times, especially in sports, where I have to look outside because, you know, for better or for worse, I was never that into sports while playing it. Right. I was blessed enough to get a scholarship and to continue athletics and stuff. But football was never my main focus. It just never was. So. There was a lot of times where I didn't even want to do it for me because I didn't. It just I wasn't interested in it. There's other things I wanted to do, but there is an external focus. There is an external that people were benefiting from that gave me the motivation to want to keep going out there. Right. And to keep you motivated to keep going after what you and we're going to touch base on that, the sports culture and how external motivation, you know, later in the episode. But I want to pan you, Trey, and offer you that same question. When have you used extrinsic motivation, like that motivation outside of yourself to to go after something or to attain some type of type of goal that you had in your life? 
I would definitely say me like playing college football and me going to college and getting a degree that was motivated by my brother because I wanted to be a good role model for my brother. I wanted my brother to know that like, this is what you do. Like, we're going to go play college football. You're going to go get a degree. We're going to be successful. It's not like, not saying that you can't be successful without going to college, but I just wanted to set a great foundation that he knew like, this is what I wanted to do. These are the steps that I'm going to do because I've seen my brother do it. And I know that he did that. So now I want to do something better than him, almost motivating him right. while he's motivating me. So when we're talking about like, especially when we're talking about extrinsic motivation, like you guys have just given given two examples of like stuff that we both probably can, or all three of us can relate to in that sense. And there's a, a couple of times that I've used extrinsic motivation, like trying to prove people wrong, right? I, that's what it, mm-hmm. what it means for me. So or and you kind of like want to like man like that person doubted me i'm trying to you know what i'm saying i'm trying to get into that but it's a slippery slope like i want to go for something higher than myself to prove some like the doubt is wrong right and it and it goes into my next point of why i think extrinsic motivation is like i, I kind of compare it to like fuel like petroleum gas like the, for gas cars right and there's some good that could come about as well like using extrinsic motivation y'all have talked about how y'all have used it right so we just spoke to a few instances where like external uh external motivation propelled us forward um to go towards something or uh, attain a goal and what ways can you see extrinsic motivation and or using an outside factor to motivate you be beneficial and i'll start with you trey like how can extrinsic uh, how can like extrinsic motivation be a pro and not more so of a con. What is some some elements of that that you can take from that? I think that like an extrinsic motivation can be a pro by like making you pass your limits, like going further than what you thought you could do in the first place. Like for instance, say you're in the gym working out with your team and it's competition day and you guys are competing against each other. Those you not wanting to come in last and you wanting to beat the guy next to you is that extrinsic motivation that would pass you further than what you thought you could get to. Absolutely. Like, it's just like you're saying your competitor, especially when we're being competitors, right? It's like, man, I'm looking at to this 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 next this guy next to me. He ain't going to beat me, bro. Like, I just got that much right. pride and joy, especially with people like us, like I said, that play sports. So we're looking outside of ourselves in a way of like, it can, it can push you past <clears throat> your limits. That's a real pro, right? Like, it's like, nah, like, you know, it goes with the, the old saying, my haters are my motivators, right? Or like, right. Or just being, being competitive in a sense, like, like, I'm going to push past what I probably would have did if you wasn't here. Right. So that's definitely a pro for you. Like, how can you use or what can be a pro of extrinsic motivation um, in your sense? Uh, a good example for me. Hmm. I'd say a really good example of extrinsic motivation is and it's kind of piggybacking off of what you said. But um, I think it's very great to have that sense of comp- competition. And right. for example, for example, you know, with our group chat and everything that's going on, it's really nice to see that everyone's doing well in life or is keep progressing. And that in and of itself motivates us to keep going and progressing in our lives because everyone around us, good things seem to be happening to them. Their lives seem to be getting better. So it makes you want to make your life better. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's kind of like, man, like, it's almost like, like you said, like, it's like, dang, I'm kind of seeing people that I grew up with or I'm around and they, they elevating themselves in a way. Right. And we could talk about that. that that'll be another episode of like, 
having cultivating and you know crafting your environment to help you grow and being around inspiring people to feel inspired but and, and sticking with extrinsic motivation like it's a huge factor that i think a lot of us use in a, you know in the world because it's like we like uh and it, it kind of goes in with my theory on um american capitalism right it kind of breeds competition Right. I have to be better than you by any means necessary. I got to kind of beat you at whatever game, especially if we in the same field. Right. And so it, it like you said, like Trey said, it pushes you past your limits. And I can re- even remember like early on for me um, coming back from injury since we on this topic of sports, uh, like I wasn't really trying to prove myself right. Like, obviously, I can speak to that now and I'll get into that a little bit later. But like I was like, man, like all these people was giving up on me, like. I had yeah, like uh, I showed them I got more left. In the tank. Right, I got more left yeah. in the tank, and it was like a lot of, a lot of decisions that I had made was more so like, nah, they gonna hear it from me. Like I'm just sitting. I remember like, night sitting in his bed, and I took two years off of football, obviously with the two, with the two injuries, and it was like, man, I'm just steaming in my bed. Like people don't even know. Like I'm, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna show them, and like, but I was so motivated to prove everybody wrong because I feel like everybody had like written me off. Like I ain't seen this dude. You got a hamstring injury. We don't hear that too many from coming back and the chances were very low from it. So it was like, nah, especially the doctor. Like they like, man, we don't see this too many, you know, too often people bouncing back from it. It was like, nah, I'm going to show you, especially in my 18 year old mind. So it could be a pro, it could be a pro tool. It's a great motivational tool to prove doubters wrong and chasing, obsessing over that idea of achieving that goal to finally be able to have that like, I told y'all so moment like that me against the world mentality and motivation spawned to like it could get into an obsession, though, and become addictive in a sense, though. So that leads into my next question. Do you believe that pop culture and sports culture plays a role in romanticizing or making something seem better or more appealing than the reality of it in a sense of making the importance of using extrinsic motivation? Like, do you think that pop culture and sports romanticizes to the sense where like Dang, I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. And I'll let you speak to that hell. What, what what role do you think sports and pop culture play in getting people to kind of buy into extrinsic motivation and being extrinsically motivated? Yeah, I have a lot to say about that, actually. Um, I think we already talked about the positives, so I won't dwell too Make much sure, on yeah. that. Um, yeah, talking into pop culture and sports and stuff, I think it's very important with with extrinsic motivation that you have to make sure that your reasoning behind it or how you're using it is geared towards a positive thing. And where pop culture and sports tend to get it wrong is that everything is going to be pushed as extrinsic motivation, very good or bad. And the big issue is, is that you see a lot of people take a lot of the bad as extrinsic motivation and use that to their advantage so there's a lot of people is that i want to be successful just so i can go back to people who are doing less than me and show them that i'm better than them in a negative way like it's not bringing any benefit to you you just want to look down on people just to look down on people and there's plenty of more examples on that is that you know i want to I want to do something, well, we'll just say for what it is, you know, like, I want to do something illegal, not for the sake of doing something illegal, but because that they they show it as 
being hard. They show it as being a leader. They show it as something to be feared. And that's what I want. I want a certain level of respect, just like I see those people get respect and those people are doing illegal activities. So now I have to do it. That's a very dangerous mindset to have. And it's one of the biggest major flaws in pop culture that I've seen is that there's so many people out there that sit there and they'll listen to this. They'll listen to these interviews and stuff and they'll want to be just like them to the fact that it's like it's not benefiting anything in society. It's not helping anyone. And then they carry it down to the next generation is that, well, this rapper told me to do this. So now this is the life that you have to live. And now you don't even have a choice. Right. It, it eliminates kinda... all sense of choice. And now it's just follow the leader and have the blind lead the blind. And I think that's a very negative impact and a big con of extrinsic motivation that people need to look out for. Absolutely. And like, and we'll, we'll talk about cons a little bit too, but before I ship to you, Trey, I want to kind of speak to and piggyback off what you said, hell is like, I think a lot of people, especially in the rap culture and the black culture and a lot of things that we do, I love it, bro. Cause we express our pain and how we've overcome stuff. Right. So I think it's a blessing in that, but in saying that though, like, and it goes to say like, we apply like what's happening at a celebrity level to our normal lives. Like normal people thinking like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, man, I got to go out here and I got to go. I can't go out here and just be better for myself. I got to make sure other people feel that, hey, yeah, I'm that guy. And I'm going to let you know. And I'm going to make you feel it. I'm going to chase after whatever I'm trying to go to. So I, like you said, hell, I can let you know, like, yeah, I made it. I'm and I'm I'm whatever on y'all, man. Like, I'm, I'm that guy. And it's cool to have that confidence because obviously we preach that confidence, but not in a way where it's condescending or I'm pushing it upon people like, man, like it, this is something that you can't attain and only I can have it. I think that's where people have it wrong in that sense. Right. And I think we just as normal everyday people um, kind of apply that to our lives. Like the rapper's doing it. So like, why don't we do it in sports? It's like, it's the same thing we've talked about in sports. We felt it too. Like, so many people have probably doubted us on way and we proven them wrong. Like, yeah, like to have that, I told you so moment, like that's some great motivation to have. But like you said, it's a slippery slope because it become uh, obsession and uh, addictive. It has so many addictive qualities. So with that being said, Trey, I want to shift into you. Like, in what way do you think pop culture and like, and plays and sports too, um, romanticizes extrinsic motivation? I think they all try to make it romantic to where it's like, you hear it in all the songs. Like, I came from the mud. I came from the bottom. Started from the bottom. All those other things. And it's like, you don't, they, when they did that, it gives people false pretenses like, oh, well, they were all the way at the bottom and they got to the top in like 24 hours or a month or a yeah, year. Like, yeah. stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they make it seem like it wasn't that far. And then, like, it almost like doesn't it unmotivates you because you're like, how come they can do it and I can't do it? He does the same things I do. Why is he there? That that is a fact. I'm glad that you brought that up because it can be like, dang, why am I not blowing yet? Like, why am I not blowing up? Yeah, I'm doing like, the same I'm thing. Doing the same stuff as him. Things like that. And it's and I think the one thing that y'all y'all speaking to sincerely is like selling. I'm not into selling dreams without the work, bro. The work is so separate. And a lot of things come in. A lot of things is by chance and opportunity. Like it's not who you, you know, what you know. It's sometimes who you know. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Being in the right place at the right time to blow. Like it's God's timing too. And so, like you said, it can be uh, un, some type of like taken away from you. Like, dang, like 
I'm not that like dang like but I'm gonna listen to his music though but I think it romanticizes and for me is that like we got to be able to distinguish the fact and hell we've talked about this before we got to be able to distinguish the fact that celebrities romanticize these things and sports icons that we idolize in American culture they romanticize these things because yeah but they the one percent the one percent of the one percent and that's not normal everyday person and me and hell have talked about like i said i've talked about this specific example i'm talking about there's people i know and people probably you know that like man they had a nine to five job which i'm i work one go get your money i'm advertising that but <laughs> like get your, get your money go get your money for sure but that's like man like y'all can never be me y'all this that and the third it's like Bro, you know, you know, sister, bro, you don't got to be that. You know what I'm saying? You could just walk into your blessings and be okay with that. Like, there's nobody that's waking up that's just like, man, I hope that maybe they are. But there's nobody that's just like waiting on your downfall as you work a, a normal, like you're just a normal human being. And that's okay. But is it like you said, it's that false pretense. Like, I'm just, and that talks about narcissism. What's your thoughts on that, man? Because yeah. that's well, a big one. Yeah, I, yeah, I, we've had plenty of conversations about that. I, I, the most important thing that people need to understand is that at the end of the day is that these celebrities and entertainers, it's like, it's a role. Guys, right. they're playing a part, all right? So you'll see it. You'll hear someone's music. You'll see how they're acting, little clips and little funnies and stuff. And then they'll get in the interview and you'll be like, wow, this is a whole different person. Or like, wow, he actually seems pretty smart or however you feel. It's like, it. It's a it's a facade to a degree. It's a gimmick, right? And right. the point of it is that wherever they did, maybe that's what got them going, what got them to where they are. But in general, it's that in their mindset is I made it this far, gotta keep the money flowing however I can. Yeah, so there's a lot of people that are just playing a role. And, and negativity issues, sales. Just like yeah. And just like what me and Jordan says say is that they're playing a role. And then you want it to be real life. And that's a big contrast and a big issue is that a rapper will go out and say, I have so many enemies and stuff. And maybe they do, but maybe they don't. You'll hear that. You'll believe it. And then that's how you act. You act like you have a lot of enemies. And it's like you don't have to live life like that. Even if it worked out for them, you don't have to live life like that. And just a, a further point on this, uh, because this is something that's been weighing on me for a while. Um, Get it off your chest. You look at you, know, well, you look at what happened with hey. You look at what happened with P and B Rock, man, and it's very oh, sad. Oh, my condolences. Yes, my condolences to the family. I think it's a very tragic situation. No matter who you want to blame it to, but there's two parts of this that I cannot, for the life of me, understand. It's that one at the end of the day. It doesn't, well, from what we know now, it doesn't look like there's even a motive for it. It was more just about greed and envy, is that he had a certain amount of status and wealth, and the people who came in there was trying to take it from them, and ended up taking his life. And a second part to this that I don't understand is that for some reason, we're living in some world where it's not a glorification, but it's a foreshadowing of the incident that happened. So it's like a lot of people are trying to blame the girlfriend or a lot of people are trying to blame Uncle, right. Rock. But why don't we just start at the fact that the person's fault is the person who came in to rob the guy and then ended up shooting him, right? And how does this nah. all tie in? And, and how does this all tie in? All ties in with the fact that 
We're talking about outside motives, outside motivations. You know, people have phantom enemies. You know, they feel like people are against them. Well, that feeds on you at some point. That feeds on you on the inside. And further along, you know, you start getting depressed about it and stuff. Like that guy, it just, it's, it's crazy to me that that guy not only went in there and killed him for greed and for robbery, but also there's people behind him that, don't even don't even acknowledge the fact that that happened, and they're looking at everything else that could have been the problem with it. Absolutely, I just, yeah, you, you I just have to get it off my chest. I just couldn't. I I can't no, understand it. Man. I think it. I think it's a terrible thing. I think it's something that what we talk about is that that's a very huge danger with all these outside motivations of what you think you should be over. Right, you know. And heavy is the crown, though. Like you know, what I'm saying, like people yeah. wanna, and people wanna be like, you know, the top dog. People wanna be seen. Like it's really not about that. You go, it's gonna, the hate's gonna come with, you know, fame or whatever the case may be. But I wouldn't romanticize in a way where, like, like for people like us, it's like it's not cool to have that, bro. Like you know, what I'm saying, or do we yeah. probably have people that hate on us? Sure, but we shouldn't care about that, and that shouldn't be our thing because there's cons and there's bads to this, right? So. Although extrinsic motivation or, you know, is a great motivational tool at times, the dynamics within these concepts are rooted in inconsistency, right? In severe cases, it can lead to someone being motivated by a false reality or a delusion. Like, that's not even living in the reality of the world, like thinking that they got fake, you know, these fake ops or somebody that's really preying on their downfall every single minute, right? In terms of brain chemistry, and y'all get on me all the time about, like, you know, the science talk but in terms of brain chemistry and operations like the neurotransmitters such as like serotonin and dopamine those productions decrease so like these dopamine and serotonin are associated with pleasure reward system the feelings so i want to make this very brief though but what are some other cons that come to mind i'll start with you trey in terms of being extrinsically motivated um, I think one con that you can find out just by being extrinsically motivated is that you don't really know why you're doing things like it's not really benefiting you and giving you satisfaction. You're doing things for somebody else, which you'll never be able to like fully fulfill that max effort, that max production if you're just trying to do something for somebody else or because you see that somebody else has something. So you're just going to go do that so you can be like them. Right. Absolutely. And I'll pan to you, Hill. I'll ask you that same question. Like, what are some other cons that you could think of that are associated with external, like that being externally motivated? Yeah, man. Um, another con for sure is if something were to happen to where your extrin extrinsic motivation is gone, then to a degree, your whole motivation is going to be gone. So it's, it is a real worry. Let's say if it's geared from a person or an outside figure or anything of that knowledge, it's something where right. the outside figures, the motivation you're getting from that person is gone. Then that can throw off everything that you're trying to accomplish in the first Inconsistent. place. Inconsistent. Mm -hmm. yep. And those or, con or, go ahead. Well, that, yeah, I was kind of finishing up what I was saying. I was like, you know, and also in addition, for some reason that, a uh, person that's trying to motivate you, you know, leading you down a bad path or changes course to where it's not benefiting you anymore would be my second point. Absolutely. And you can become obsessive. And like I said, it's got addictive qualities to it. Like you can almost like search for that type of stuff is like, man, like I'm looking for the next thing to be motivated outside of myself and not looking within. That's why I call it gas, because 
that's why my comparison to guys makes so much sense to me, at least, um, because you always got to go get it. Once you run out of motivation, I have to go fill my car back up. Once I run out of gas, I have to go fill my car back up. Once I run out of motivation, since I'm got this external locus of control, I got to go find something. And if you don't find something, you know what we're going to do. We're going to create it. And that's where false realities and delusions comes in. And another con for me is it lessens the enjoyment of attaining the goal, right? It really wasn't about you. It wasn't about you. You was just trying to prove somebody right. wrong. So it's really no joy in that. Yes, it's oh, going to reduce satisfaction because it's like, man, I absolutely. It's like, man, I wasn't really doing this for myself. It was more so like I'm trying to prove them wrong. And like I say, it could be a good tool, but it also can be a slippery slope. But I want to get into intrinsic motivation. We talked about extrinsic motivation, but this episode is about intrinsic motivation. Like We talked about the pros and cons, right? And I call it the renewable energy source. It's like a Tesla to me, right? Just charge yourself right. up, man. You get the going. But before we get into dialogue on the intrinsic, extrin, intrinsic motivation, I'm sorry. Briefly, Hell, I want to start with you. Tell me why, in your words, why is building intrinsic motivation important? Because extrinsic motivation speaks to more of our social nature. Look at me being a psychologist now. Yeah, but no, oh, and, and more quasi. speaks to our, our yeah, and more speaks to our uh, social nature. You know, we want to have a sense of belonging in the group. We want to. That's why. That's why it seems easier. That's why when you want to go to the gym, it's easier to go with someone. You know, that's right. the point of it, right? right? But the importance of intrinsic motivation is the fact that one, new, you know yourself better than anyone else knows yourself is one, and two, it's a lot easier for you to course to correct based on your needs and what you are looking for, what you are trying to get to further pursue your goal and how you want to pursue it. If it's based off of other people and you're in a position where you want to change or you hit a metaphoric fork in the road or something like that, it's going to be a lot harder because you have that sense of you got to convince someone or maybe that person won't support you anymore. In terms of when you're intrinsic, it'd be a lot easier for you to make the proper adjustments that you would need as you go to accomplish what you're trying to do. Absolutely. You speaking to my points specifically, like one of the things that I think intrinsic motivation, it promotes that permiss like that persistent drive to see things through, to be thorough, to go through like that stick to itiveness. Like I'm going to see these things through, like whatever I start, I'm going to finish. Right. And that's a real thing that we have to have, especially like I said in the last episode, especially when you going after something that's higher than yourself or so trying to attain something that's going to take a lot of work to do or, or to, to attain. And, well, another thing that it does is that the motivation and work needed to go after something is readily available for usage. You do not have to go outside of yourself to be intrinsically motivated. It's intrinsic inside of you. So it's not like I have to go outside and find something for me to go after something. And like, it's like, I can look within myself. I know my goals. I know my purpose. I just look within myself and I, now I can, you know, pick the plan and, and the actions to go after this thing that I'm trying to attain. So you can just look within yourself and it's readily available. But with that being said, Trey, uh, what's something for you on why building intrinsic motivation is important? I would say that it's important because it helps you to fully realize like your highest potential helps you like stretch out of your bounds, just like the outside motivation does, but it brings a different meaning when you do something like for you just because you felt like this is something you wanted to do. For instance, right. I had a friend who decided like 30 days before the time was to sign up for a marathon. He was like, forget it. I'm going to just sign up for this marathon. I want to do this. Hell has done this is something time. I want to be able to do. He, <laughs> right. um, 
He only took 30 days. He went vegan. He was running all the time. Like it was, he was balls to the walls. Wasn't, was completely taking care of his body, trying to revamp, trying to wholly refresh just to be able to run this mile in 30 days. And just the effort that he put in and the dedication that I saw. And then for him to finally come through and actually be able to finish his mile, his marathon, sorry, not mile, was like something cool to watch. It was like, see, that's what good intrinsic motivation is. And you get to see like the whole process. You fall in love with the process of it too, right? And it's so self-fulfilling. Like I said, you can, when you extrinsically motivated, it could kind of decrease the enjoyment that you get once you attain that goal. Cause you've been so driven. Like, oh, I'm going to work. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's some good motivation to use. But right. when you get there, it's like, I can't really enjoy this because I didn't really do this for me. I really did this to prove somebody else wrong or prove somebody else right or do something for somebody else. So it's self-fulfilling. It's self-rewarding. It's a byproduct of these things. It's pure. It's pure and genuine happiness. Like if you know you put in the work, to do something that fulfills yourself internally that's in itself is like so rewarding that somebody can't take from you because you know the work that was in and you know that it was you that wanted to do it for whatever right. it was your and essence that gets to see this and be in this glory for sure so i want to switch to the, the next question and what are some we've talked about why it's important right but we also got to give some key elements on what's needed to when we're trying to build intrinsic motivation because it just don't come overnight. You don't just wake up and be like, I'm intrinsically motivated. You know, you know, I don't have it's or I'm not I'm intrinsically motivated. Nobody does that. It's it's something that you have to work on. So I'm gonna go back to you, Hell. What are some key elements needed when going out and trying to build intrinsic motivation? Yeah. Uh well it starts with what you want. Like at, at some point you need to sit down and figure out what what do you want? And what do you want that doesn't have to do with someone else? You know, so that's really where it starts. And then once you get to that point, then you got to, as crazy as this may sound, you got to be comfortable with being alone. Honestly, right. you really have to learn to be comfortable with being alone. Um, I, I, I want you to think about it. Think about the last thing you've ever done. That was for you, by you. You went alone. You did it all by yourself. Trey talked about his friend that ended up doing a marathon. Just look at your life in general. What was the last thing that you did that you did by yourself that wasn't a potential need? It was more something that you wanted to do. So you didn't go to like the grocery store by yourself, you know? And what you will find is like there's a lot of things that you do or more or less there's a lot of things that you don't do because you don't have the person to do it. And my Foundation. idea to, for that, yeah. And what I think to that is like, dude, just go do it. Go out there and do it. Right. If there's some comedy taker. club you you want to go to, go to the comedy club. If there's a 5K you want to do, which is what I did, go do the 5K just because you want to. You don't need other people around you. So it starts with that. Learn to be all okay with being alone. I Absolutely. believe that's where it starts. And then from there, that's when you can start building it. Uh, and this is going to go to a huge mess of things that could be its own episode of itself. But to keep it brief, you know, once you learn to be alone, then you start learning. It's like, OK, well, I need to start building steps to get to where I need to go or some pitfalls. How do you deal with stress? How do you right. mitigate stress? You know, there's, there's a lot of caveats to it, but it really yeah. starts with that. Learn, learn to be alone. It's okay. Absolutely. You will be all right. I Absolutely. Promise. So right. You, what you what you're speaking to is like being well within yourself to go out there 
something right not really needing no validation with that and it, we need that support and validation because we social human beings at the end of the day we need that support but more so in the sense of like i'm really doing this 99 percent of this because i want to do it and it's self-fulfilling for myself so with that being said trey like i'm gonna I'm pan that same question to you what are some key elements or a key element needed when you're trying to build intrinsic motivation I think this is a great question for me right now because actually that same friend who ran the marathon recommended a book to me. It's called Atomic Habits. And it's about right. building small habits that like go and make you motivated and make you be able to accomplish things that you didn't know that you can accomplish. And by building those small habits like making your bed every day or meditating every day or things like that, going to work out, making those habits will make you feel better as a whole. And when it builds that mental health and you have that good like system working, like, okay, I feel accomplished today. It makes you want to go strive and do more things. And it kind of builds your inside motivation, that intrinsic motivation that we've been talking about. Consistency, bro. Like, like you said, like hell, everybody kind of look and uh, they, everybody kind of looking for things to get easier. Right. Or things for it be the perfect timing. Right. And I got this right. shout out to D-Lo, by the way, D'Angelo Russell. I got this this tattoo that I say now. Right. I know that was a poor way of showing it, but um, it, it just kind of reminds me when I look down on my wrist to be where my feet are at. Right. Whatever. And it's also like a double edged sword and, it's, and saying like tomorrow is promised, but just not for all of us. So whatever you're willing to go for, even though it might take years to attain, it might take a day to attain. Start it now. Get the process going because you don't know how much time you got. We just on borrow time right. here. So, and you don't know, and everybody got a due date that they don't really know. So for me, uh, a key element, and it kind of piggybacks off of what Hale says is to start the, the pro, even start the process of building intrinsic motivation is vital to have a clear understanding and acceptance of what your ultimate purpose is or like your overarching goal is in life. If you don't really know that and you're not really well within yourself or you're kind of chaotic, it's like you can't go after something higher than yourself if you're not good with yourself. Right. And it's like you got to look at that man in the mirror, kind of come to come some type of like consensus, like idea, like this is what it what I want out of my life. Not in terms of like just career wise, but who I want to become or what I'm unbecoming yeah. from like unlearned behaviors, like all these things. So have a clear understanding and you have to accept that. Like you have to sit in that. This is what it's going to be. And before you could go for anything higher, like what we're talking about now, this is higher things, right? These are like attainable things that come on a higher level. You have right. to, you have to be all in. Like hell says, you just do it. You got to be all in and fully committed to it. So understanding your purpose, your ultimate purpose, your overarching goal in life, and working towards that, I think, is essential because you can't accomplish and see something or go for something that you can't see or visualize or you don't know where to go. Like you don't know the steps. You can't solve a problem. with it. if you don't know the problem, how are you going to have a solution? So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this episode up. And it was a great episode, by the way, with final thoughts. Um, hell, I'll start with you. Any final thoughts from this episode? Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed what you said. And there is one little piece that I want to reiterate, make sure everyone understands is that being alone forces you to be accountable. Okay. Ooh, and that's yeah. one of the biggest advantages of being alone. All right. That's going to be an episode. Being alone, yeah. Being alone <laughs> is going to force you to be accountable because there's no one there but yourself. So right. when if you have a goal and you're alone and you're doing it and it doesn't work out, it's only you. And that's Back. probably some of the people's biggest fear when it turns of being alone is that when I'm alone, everything that I do, I'm going to be 100% accountable for. There's no scapegoats when you're alone. 
I'm saying you need to push through that fear. You need to learn to be accountable. And then from there, you can start branching off. And like we always say, you know, this is all for building a better you, a better life, whatever that means for you. It's not our expectations. It's your own expectations that you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. That's well said. Well said. Trey, I'm fan of you. Um, I would definitely say is that you got to know that there's you get motivation from both inside and outside sources. And I, you should want to try to balance that as well as you can. Like not saying everybody's balance will be the same, but you just got to know your limits and what makes you the best person that you can be. And you want to try to intertwine those. And I think the easiest way to start by doing that is making small habits, making those small. little steps that make you feel like you're productive. And then I feel like those will snowball into the bigger and better things. You might not see the process happening or you might not notice the change that you're getting within the first months, two months, three months. But when that year two, year five, like you'll understand, like I took these steps when I was 20. I took these steps when I was 25, things like that. And now look where I'm at now because of those little habits that I formed at a young age. Absolutely, man. That's that's what that's well said. And I, I talk about this in my Friday class, right? Is like learn when we talk about learning behaviors, right? Is like it start with discipline, man. For me, like, and to wrap this this episode up, it start with discipline, because discipline, and I and like this is one of my sayings: is discipline leads to consistency, consistency form habits, and habits make up a lifestyle, right? So if you stay disciplined, right, if you go into the gym every day. Now it's consistency, right? You bred consistency and consistency. Once you do it over and over, now it's a habit. Like you're not even thinking about these things. Right. This is a part now of your you daily routine. You just know that that's where you're going to the gym. And now it's a lifestyle. Whatever that is, it don't have to just be the gym. It could just be thinking positive thoughts or whatever the case may be. But like I think the, the overarching thing is knowing your purpose, knowing your goal, having that real conversation with yourself about. What do I want out of life? And what am I willing to sacrifice? Because life is about sacrifices, about choices. We got free will. God gives us free will. And I don't mean to put Christianity, but we have free will and reign. We can do whatever we want. Everything is a choice. Now, everything got a consequence, too. So it's like, what are you willing to sacrifice? You can either sacrifice today and live a better tomorrow, or you could sacrifice, you know, in the long run, like I'll get to it later. You can sacrifice your future for what you want now, right? And that can come with regret. So you just kind of got to be well within yourself to know, like, how does that work for me? How do I tailor that to fit best my life and then put a plan in action? But we'll get to that. That's not even for this episode. But I think having that overarching goal and purpose and that conversation with yourself about what do I want out of life and what am I willing to give up is where we can start. So with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in for this episode. It was a great episode. I'm glad to be get back with the guys. Um, these we, we, Thanks we, for we, watching, we, everybody. We really appreciate absolutely. all the support and all the love, all the feedback. Keep giving that feedback that you guys are always doing. We really appreciate it. Share, comment, like, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all those things. We want to get the, the TikTok well on. We talked about that a little bit already. So um make sure that we we do these things because we want to keep giving you guys great content we want to give you the best content available and do kind of motivate us in a way where it's like dang like i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go for something higher it kind of pushing me you kind of get that validation outside validation when we're talking about extrinsic motivation but um i think those things are i I think those things are super super important 